Do you know how New Zealanders are? And why you might want to live amongst them as opposed to people in some other country? Well, I'm not going to tell you. Coming up on the Anti-Woke Podcast. 538 Podcast is talking about the Biden administration plan to forgive a certain amount of student loan debt. And I talked about that yesterday, but they mentioned something that may be very important, which is that, so it's, you know, this is not a law being passed by Congress. This is uh, what's a so-called executive action done by the president. And sometimes those things are deemed unconstitutional. So this, this may have to go through the Supreme Court, in which case conservative Supreme Court is probably going to say no. And then the Economist podcast this morning was talking about housing, you know, maybe a bubble, you know, house prices, basically. And it's not exactly that house prices are going down. I mean, at least, you know, not in general, like everywhere just crashing or nothing like that. Nothing like that is happening. But like the number of people getting mortgages has decreased a ton. Apparently, housing prices went up during the pandemic, you know, a, a ton, maybe the most ever in a period, you know, two and a half year period. And they were putting it on a slightly more global perspective. So they were talking about like Canada, Britain, um, New Zealand, where, you know, they all got, you know, it's very expensive. It's very expensive to buy a house in all those places. I think New Zealand went up the most. Canada went, Canada went up the second most. Maybe America went up third most and Britain went up fourth most. And it's kind of like whichever, you know, however much you shot up is also controlling, you know, how much maybe you'll go down, like, like New Zealand went up 41% in two years, you know, and I believe the average house price in Auckland, the capital is, I don't know what it is, 600,000 US dollars, I mean, it's expensive there, that's the place where you want to go if there's a nuclear war, so I think that's part of the reason is foreigners are like, you know, over the last 10 years, like, oh, this place is cheap and wonderful, and they speak English, and they're all, uh, well, you know what New Zealand people are. Anyways, my point on that is that the New Zealand housing prices could crash, you know, in quotes, crash 41% tomorrow. And it would just mean they're the same price they were a couple years ago. So instead of 600 grand, you know, it would go back to how it was a couple years ago, and the houses in Auckland would be 340, 340,000, something like that. 360,000, I think is the math. Actually, that ain't right either. Anyways, you get the idea. Oh, and I forgot to mention, Australia is in this mix too, I think. New Zealand is one, Australia is two, the rest of it stays the same. But they said something else. They said that America is roughly four to six million houses short compared to the number of people that need houses or want houses or whatever. And I don't know the stats exactly, but like this last year, or since Biden got in office, I think is the... I think it's the biggest immigration, you know, illegal immigration, and possibly legal. Legal immigrants are, I don't even know how many of those there are. There's a ton of them. But anyways, the illegal ones, there's a freaking ton of them in the last year and a half. I believe, don't quote me on these stats, uh, there's something called gotaways. Because you know, there's two ways. So you, you cross the southern border, and currently you just say, I am here for asylum, which people are not eligible for asylum. But anyways, you, you say that you're here for asylum, and that means, okay, well, then we'll put you in front of a judge, you know, in a year from now. And while you're waiting, you can just hang out in America. In fact, they got, they got buses. They bus, they bus you to a bigger city, you know. They're not going to just leave you on the side of the road on the southern border. 
And so anyways, some, so that's how most people are getting in, because Biden's letting in all those people. That's, you know, Trump was keeping those people out. Biden's letting those people in. Whatever. That's, that's you know, people voted for Biden, and that's what they get. And then there's also something called gotaways, which is just, you know, that's where you cross the southern border. You don't talk to anyone and say, I'm here for asylum. You just, you know, you probably go visit, you know, whatever. You just, you move into America on your own. Go visit your brother in Los Angeles, whatever. And I believe there's been 600,000 gotaways in the last year. And then I think, you know, the, the ones that are officially been let in, illegally, illegally officially let in, um... I want to say it's close to like 1.4 million. So anyway, so you add those two things up, it's about it's about 2 million. But so 2 million people does not mean you need 2 million houses. You know, some of them are like, you know, a mom and a kid. Well, they only need one house, for instance. But I think the vast, I don't know, vast majority, the majority of these people are men. Men without, men without their families. And so then I guess it depends if you think being a roommate, you know, having roommates is okay. So whatever. They all need a house, whether or not they need to be the only one person in the house, or they can just be one of several men in a house, I don't know. But I guess here's the point. If America's short four to six million houses, then I think that number's going to be going up by, let's just say, a million. You know, we're going to be a million short, you know, more. Let's say it's four. Let's go to the low end. So say we're short four million houses. Well, I think every year the Biden administration continues to do the stuff that people voted for, uh, we'll be a million shorter. So we'll be five million short, six million short, seven million short. You know, by the time he's up for re-election, we may be like seven million short, or maybe, depending on how you look at it, it could be more like ten million short, twelve million short. And I'll tell you what: if you own your own home, that's fine. The price of your house is gonna go up, or you know, maybe not crash. Instead of crashing, <laughs> it'll keep going up. And, you know, if you own a business, you'll be able to get cheaper. Hopefully, hopefully, you know, labor is getting expensive, supposedly. And so maybe this will stop labor from getting too expensive. Let's say this. I was talking to my woke buddy, and he's real, he's always doom and gloom. Like, you know, he really worries about climate change. I mean, he's, he's old. He's old. He's going to die. Climate change will never get him. But anyways, he's like, climate change is going to get us all. And then he was like, and the cities, I think the cities are going to all go to shit. And I'm like, well, let's look at the past and the present. And the past is, you know, in the 70s, cities had gone to shit. And now, even cities like Detroit are being gentrified. So, you know, cities going to shit is not what's going to happen. What's going to happen is cities getting so expensive that no one can afford a home is going to happen. Like, that is happening. That is happening, and it's going to continue to happen. Maybe, unless we get a real big recession here. Do a little Ukraine update. Basically, nothing has happened. Like, they keep talking about Ukraine trying to get Kherson back. Uh, if that's going to happen, it hasn't happened yet. Reminder, Kherson is the place where the water that goes to Crimea is, so that Russia Russia really, really wants Kherson. It was the first big city they took, and uh, they still have it. I don't know if I mentioned this elsewhere, but what's happening now is they're not fighting in Kherson, but Russia's shooting over Kherson into the next bunch of cities in the Ukraine part, and Ukraine is shooting over Kherson into Russian-held territories and, you know, killing people there. But they're kind of skipping the middle. They're, just, they're, they're leapfrogging the middle in both directions. And I didn't know this, but apparently Russians can vacation in Europe currently, and they have, have been able to the whole time. And so there's talk about letting, not letting them go, to, go on vacation in Europe, and 
I think the answer is they're going to continue to be able to go on vacation in Europe. Although it's hard for them because I think they can't fly. they got to, like, drive. Uh, when I saw a breakdown of the money that America is spending in support of the Ukraine-Russia war, um, I don't have it in front of me. But it's something like, like there's $50 billion that either has already been spent or has, is, or is, you know, been allocated to be spent at some point. And even though military equipment is expensive, a billion dollars is so freaking much. It's like, anyways, they, we have not sent them, well, maybe we've sent them a billion dollars or two of um, weapons, but we have not sent them 50, like nothing like that. And so I think of the $50 billion, I think 10 billion of it is weapons. Like, you know, if you, li if you listen to the news, it's like, oh, they're going to send, you know, all the billions is weapons. Anyways, that ain't true. And so, anyways, so 10, 10 of the 50 billion is, I don't think it's weapons that we've already sent, but that, that, that is allocated for weapons to be sent. And they keep increasing that number because we haven't actually sent that many weapons. Anyways, the more interesting thing was, so of the 50 billion, another 10 billion of it was, I forget the word, anyways, information. Basically, America is paying itself $10 billion to provide information to Ukraine, you know, like on, you know, th this is where their tanks are, this is where, whatever, like our satellites. We're giving ourselves $10 billion to share our satellite imagery with Ukraine. And then another $10 billion of it was given to the military to buy new weapons in case the military wants to give their old weapons to Ukraine. And that, that is kind of what they're doing. Like, you know, the army's not like, oh, here's our very best stuff. They're like, oh, that thing's about to expire. Or, you know, these 1970s troop carriers, we don't even want these things. We wish, never, we, wish we didn't even have these things anymore. We'll give you those. Anyway, so the military gets $10, 10 billion for uh, new weapons, our military. And that leaves $20 billion out of the 50. And I don't know what that's going to, but I guess what it ain't going to is weapons for the Ukrainians. I mean, basically, it's mostly going to rich Americans' pockets. You know, if you, if you own stock in weapons manufacturers, you're getting a bunch of the money. If you run computer systems for intelligence, that's the word. If you run computer systems for military intelligence, uh, you're getting a bunch of money. You know, or more, more likely, if you own stock in the company that helps military intelligence, or you own stock in the company that makes... Uh, weapons. And anyway, this is the same as, this is the same old thing as, you know, pretty much all the wars go because the politicians are in the pocket of the military industrial complex and uh, whatever. I'm sure all of them are hoping this war lasts for 20 years. We'll see. And there's a new vaccine coming out this September, you know, like in the next month. And it's designed to be better against the Omicron variant, which apparently is the one that's going around now. And, you know, I oppose vaccine mandates, but also I'm going to get this one as soon as, as soon as they're giving it out for free. I'm going to go get my jab. I don't know. They do it on Thursdays. I hate it. Where I live, they do it on Thursdays only. And it's like, I like to go to town on Friday because that's when the garage sales are. But I'll have to make a, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if I actually care enough to make an extra drive to town. And it's not FDA approved, but I guess maybe it will be approved. And it's not going through the normal process. Normally you got to test it on humans before you release it to the wider public, but this time they're just doing it with mice because, you know, I guess time is of the essence. They feel, they feel it is time to 
whatever, not do all the stuff that you normally have to do and get it out faster. I guess let's put it this way. I'm going to get it, but, you know, if you're if you're a person who's not inclined to get it, you know, there's there's plenty of ammunition on this one to, you know, that you can that you can say to explain why you don't want to get it. Although I think, you know, most people decide beforehand. Most people don't go by evidence. There's people who like vaccines and they ignore the evidence and they get it, and there's people who don't like vaccines and they ignore the evidence and they don't get it. You just people just do what they want to do. Just like me. Twitter handle at Antiwoke Podcast, and thanks for listening.